1: For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
0: Welcome back, Bayside! Streaming only on Peacock. Can't wait
1: to start junior year. Saved by the Bell is back. This This is gonna be awesome! And taking school spirit? Our rivals just destroyed our mascot. We're gonna crush Valley. To the max. If we don't learn from the past, we are doomed to repeat it. That's why we have all these
0: reboots of Teen shows from the 90s. Get a new idea, Hollywood. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now.
1: Let's do this, baby.
0: Only on Peacock.
1: Mirror man, mirror man. You twist and turn my mind until I don't know who I am. Mirror man. Hello and welcome to uh, uh, an emergency edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. Uh, I'm here today with Dom. Dom, how are you?
0: I'm good mate I'm good how
1: are you Yeah I'm great um welcome back second show Yeah loving it I um I got
0: uh no one was throwing abuse at me last time so it seems like a good idea to uh come back and have a chat That's that's
1: always uh that's always a good sign That's always a good <laughs> Yeah sign. the the abuse uh, the abuse of Le grove has um has greatly diminished um over oh, yeah? The last yeah over the over the last 3 years um been i think i think the uh calling unai emery a bum early <laughs> helped early doors yeah yeah, yeah. i and, guess uh, and then campaigning for artessa seems to seems to have helped the cause a little bit so not so many we,
0: hates. you got that one you got that one spot on so i guess uh the haters have left the yeah. advocates have followed and you now got a nice um
1: nice balance of, of good party support this what is about? now mainstream media this is mainstream media. Yeah, yeah love it. Um, so uh, huge. Oh, well, I've got loads of stuff to talk about today. Um, Aubameyang yeah. has just signed, signed the thing. finally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it was great. So we can talk a little bit about we we can talk a little bit about the advertising of that and what it means for Arsenal as a step forward. Um, I also really wanted to get you on because um, I know that you're a you're a nerd like i am when it comes to the backroom shenanigans that goes on at a club and i wanted to i wanted to catch some of your thoughts on some of the the, the backroom hirings, firings, retirings that's been going on because there's there's been a there's been a couple that have been well publicized but um a few additional people who have left the club and i wanted to get your take on what what we think the club is shaping up with there yeah, absolutely. And then finally, uh, let's talk, you know, we can talk about the weekend's football. You know, one game in, clearly um, we can make some sharp conclusions about how the season's <laughs> going to pan out. And um, I also really want to talk about the uh, All or Nothing documentary with Spurs. I'm obsessed with it. I
0: yeah, I've, I, I'm ashamed to say a little bit. I am too. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. It's... Yeah.
1: Uh, it's and you know, like we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit later. But you know, it's it does a it does a weird job of endearing you to Spurs and Mourinho, but also at the same time just thinking they're a bit of a joke.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh I like you said we'll come to it later, but um Daniel Levy like kind of coming across a bit front and centre in it, um as well is it, is quite interesting to me. So um yeah, we'll we'll talk about that one.
1: Great. Okay, so let's just let's just dive right into the important stuff. Obama Yang teasing us with the second egg timer in a week. Arsenal fans <laughs> going into a frenzy yesterday. Everybody thought he was gonna sign on um the 14th, uh 1414. Uh that yeah, didn't happen that yesterday. Big. So some ITKs had to down their accounts after that. But today <laughs> Interestingly, in in America you get paid bi-weekly we get paid on the 15th so uh, right. <laughs> so maybe he signed his new contract to coincide um, with with payday in America but uh-huh. he eventually signed the thing this afternoon uh, let's let's talk firstly what did you think about uh, the 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 video the hype the the little Twitter bio things what was your uh, yeah. what was your what was your advertising take on it
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was actually it was actually quite good. Um, I, I feel sorry for admins and stuff. Arsenal fans, I'm sure all fans. It seems particularly prominent with Arsenal fans. Just hound, hound. Uh, uh Arsenal Twitter, Facebook. I'm sure as well, and, and so on. So to, to come up with constantly new ways to keep people interested, to jump on the the language that you know sign the thing, to kind of jump on that. To, um, even, you know, the egg timer found its way into the uh, video right at the beginning when everyone was kinda waiting for a bamiang to pop up and but um it was it was really good. Uh and it was quite nice as well to see all the interaction in, in the chat as well. Um I don't know if you're watching on, on Twitter or on Instagram. Um but on the Instagram live one where I was watching you had like Reese Nelson, Laka, um Tyrese, John Jules in there uh Riety of course doing what Riety does. Um so it was quite that was quite nice to see everyone and Abermian kind of noticed that Reese was in there and he was like, Yes, Reese, my brother, how's it going? You know, so that was quite nice. Um if not though, a bit awkward at times uh seeing I don't know what you felt. It was a bit like uh wow, I don't know what to say. I'm just so pleased. And I'm sure he is and all you know, it's great. Um but he kind of like stuck with his phone in his hand. Uh I guess wondering what to say next about how pleased he is. But um all in all, really good. Super excited and it's a big kind of uh intent statement of intent from, from, from Arsenal, I think.
1: I thought it was I thought it was pretty fun as well. It was um it was a bit of a weird concept. We're gonna do like I, I like the way that it started. The actual thing on a table with a pen and then the um <laughs> Uh, you know the Black Panther helmet coming in—that was uh, that was a nice yeah. touch. But it, got, it all got a little bit lost when um, when they they have Oba. Like, why? I don't understand why you would do a live of Oba doing a live. It was it was it, it was a bit meta. And you know, Obamiying—he's uh, he's kind of weird how you know how he carries himself. He's like he's not really much of a words person. He's more yeah. jokes. Just jokes, smiling
0: yeah. and laughing, You're right? Smiling, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there needed to be some music or someone oh. else with him. That's what when he I don't, so did you watch it on Twitter then?
1: I watched it I watched it via the website.
0: Ah, okay. So that's uh, I didn't see the meta someone filming him doing a live. I was on Instagram and it was him holding the camera. Um so maybe that was a bit less weird. But absolutely what you say about Banyang, he's much more of a larger than life kind of guy, isn't he? Um, and a heartfelt message down the camera, um, for 10 minutes while fans are just excited in the comments probably wasn't uh immediately his thing, um, but but you know, I guess the, the end note is uh, he signed the thing, and here we are. Um, and like I said, it's a, it's a good statement of intent, you know, when um. At the same points of careers, other people were leaving. Um, it's kind of good, and and maybe um, kind of triggers our transfer business a little bit. That you know, other prospects are saying, oh, you know, Arsenal's serious. They've got uh, Bamian down. I want to go play with that guy. He's he seems great. You know, so you know we'll, we'll see how that that pans out in the next couple of weeks in the in the transfer market as well. Because I think that might be a catalyst.
1: Yeah, 55 million uh, we're going to give to him over three years, which is a phenomenal outlay. But I think it's difficult to argue that it doesn't represent value for money. As someone in the comment section of my blog earlier said, well, you know, we all thought that that was value for money with Meza Erzl. I don't think that anybody thought that 350 grand a week for Meza Erzl was value for money. He wasn't going to away games when he signed that deal, right? Yeah. So I, I think the I think there's a statement signing and I think it's really I think it's really interesting um who he dialed in because his mm. his first phone call was to Lacazette and you know that Lacazette knew that he was gonna get a call, right? And it's yeah, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it would seem a bit odd if we were gonna sell Lacazette that we'd dial him in to the, you know, the biggest hit of traffic that the website and the Twitter feed's gonna get uh all years. Yeah, so, I don't know what you made yeah.
0: of that. That's that's such a good point. It's gonna be kind of on Twitter feeds and pinned posts and all that kind of stuff for a little while now, isn't it? Um so yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Uh, I didn't I didn't quite cotton on myself. But there's been been a lot made of um Laka and his future just very recently. I think there was something from a being sports um journalist and uh, after the game against Fulham, he was being asked, you know, are you happy? And he's like, yeah, I'm happy. It's everyone else that keeps asking me this, I'm happy. And there was a lot made of when he came off and Arteta gave him a big high five and hug and all that kind of stuff. So, um, what, what's your, would you like to see him stay? or? or...
1: I You know, I, I think that he's, he's one of the, he's like, he's a vibes player in, in um, you know, like, like I, I think that, to be a great striker in the Premier League, you either have to be the the right size, like six foot two, six foot four, and fast, or you have to be short and explosive, like a, a, an Agüero um, mm. or, or a Suarez. And he's he's kind of short, and he doesn't really have that explosive pace. And I think sometimes he gets a little bit eaten up, but mm. he he is um, he is a good technician. He does score important goals, and I think that. I think that everybody loves him. Remember back in the day when everybody yeah. everybody loved the Bouet. <laughs> yeah, not, I'm not comparing <laughs> yeah. the two talent wise, but I'd, I'd much yeah. rather you know somebody that sort of binds the squad together be a, a, a player like Lacazette. And I think that the the hug that Arteta gave him said that he really appreciates him. So uh, it would be it would be quite odd to see him go now, unless uh, you know I would like I like Edouard, uh, um at Celtic. You know, yeah. the exact profile that you want out of a Premier League striker young. Um, it would be a, a nice handover, but it doesn't doesn't seem to be moving, does it?
0: No, not at all. And it's, it kind of seemed to be uh, uh, a flash in the pan. It was like maybe one or two days where it was like, oh, it's linked. And I think someone from TalkSport came out and said that they heard news and then it kind of just died off, whereas uh, some of the other bits and pieces seemed to be rumbling on. So, um yeah, let's see. I, I really like, like, is it? I think, uh, we've forgotten quite quickly. Um, was it the eighteen nineteen season? Yeah. I think he was our player of the season, wasn't he? Yeah, true. Um, and, uh, he obviously didn't have a great season, season just gone, but that is somewhere, hopefully. So, um, you know, I think maybe Emory's kind of killed him off a little bit, but, um, let's see if he can recapture that because he, he'd still be a useful player. Um, but then there's that dreaded two-year window on his contract. If he's not getting a new one, then um, he needs to be leaving. And I think that's probably more important that's than um, any kind of bits and pieces he's got left at his Arsenal career um, to maybe get some money for him.
1: Did you Do you think there's any consideration here that maybe Eddie Nketiah isn't at quite the right stage of his development to really take on um, being a number two striker and... Um, you know, pushing for a starting role.
0: Yeah, exactly. I think you're looking at squad balance and when people are ready to come in and stuff. I think uh, the Eddie situation is very similar to maybe um, a Pepe and a Willian situation. You know, Willian looks. I mean, against Fulham, he looks amazing. Like very simple. Um, and he made the game look <clears throat> easy, and it was going at his own pace. Um, and maybe Pepe isn't quite ready to play week in week out, so that's why you've got a Willian there and. Um, You know, you got kind of examples of that elsewhere on the pitch with maybe Saka not getting so many games at the minute. Um, And I think this, and again, we'll come on later to it, but I think that, um, so the Laka, the the Willian, the Saka not getting games, is down to Arteta's, you know, these three years, I want to be challenging for the Champions League. It's down to that kind of preference. Um, And we spoke about it last time, didn't we, with uh, Edu being long facing but maybe a bit useless and Arteta being short facing and brilliant, um, how do you balance the two? Um so so yeah, maybe now Arteta with his new powers, um, is calling some of the shots there, um, and kind of looking at short term success. So yeah, in, in in short, I do think that there is something in there that he'll want to keep Laka for as much as he can to give Eddie a bit of time so he can really, really hit the ground running. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that one as well as we as we kind of progress over the season.
1: It's uh, it, it, quite interesting listening to Arteta talking after the Fulham game and the the commentary now is you know last season it was kind of fuck you know in, anybody that we can get in there in in this starting eleven will be a help and now it's like mm. well you know some people aren't even making the bench because that's the sort of quality and competition that we want at Arsenal. I mean. You no, know, no Saliba on the bench. Suarez yeah. didn't make it. No, Urzel yeah. No, no Guedosi. I mean, it, we haven't really bought that many players in, but it does feel like the level has um, jumped significantly. Yeah, just, absolutely, just through good coaching, right?
0: Just through good coaching, and um, you know, like I think you've mentioned it loads in the past. Uh, these players are coachable. You just need to do. They're a bit of a, 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 a odd hodgepodge bunch, aren't they? So you need something a bit innovative and crazy to kind of fit them all together. Um so now we've got five at the back and we swing round and it's asymmetrical and it switches over and you know all these kind of little twerks and uh, kind of perks and twerks in the game. We're kind of exploiting those and, and and now look and like you say we've suddenly gone from a team where you say, you say anyone, anyone from the youth, anyone anywhere Arteta, do you fancy, you know, lacing up mate and getting in that midfield, we could probably do with your know how. Um, and now it's, you know, um competition and it and it's great. And I think it pushes people, you know, that extra one or two percent. The training sessions, you know, must be a little bit more exciting and maybe that's why you had uh, Danny and um Eddie having a little jiff at each other. Maybe they're fired up, ready to go. So it, you know, it looks, it looks really good, really good.
1: Yeah, I was, I, was, um, I, I ran an article yesterday, ran part of an article from a, a guy called uh, Andrew shanudi I think that is how you pronounce <laughs> his name. He pulled <laughs> together um, like a, a, a really visual sort of um, take on where Arsenal failed over the last um, four to five years compared to Liverpool. It's on. Right. It's on uh, my blog from two days ago, and it's the fifteenth today. And one of his, um, one of, he, he kind of pulled together all these sort of calculations. You know, like when you look at Arsenal, you've got a gut feeling of, of what's gone wrong, but it's very difficult to actually pinpoint with data because you don't know what those yeah. contracts exactly are, what exactly the clubs play for. But one of his okay. um, observations is, you know, and it's it's something that we've spoken about, you know, in the last podcast and over um, text is our Arsenal um, lose a lot of money on players. Our, our return on investment is is pretty bad. And, you know, I always think back to that summer when um, we signed you know, Perez, Mustafi, Xhaka, Um, You know, what a waste of 150-odd million that was. And he, he he had our return on investment on players just based on transfer fees, or sort of transfer marks where it is now, um, you know, where it was, uh, 99%. So for every million we spend, we lose 99%. And he, his, his take, one of his conclusions was, you know, Raul actually did a good job because the players he bought in have gone up in value. And I, I had a slight, a dis, you know, slightly different take on it because those players where we've lost 99% of their value, I, I don't think it's because they were necessarily shocking players. I think it's that we didn't know how to coach them.
0: Absolutely. That's a great, yeah, that's a great way of looking at it.
1: Because if Jack's value in December was 24 million, I really, you know, if if there wasn't a pandemic right now, it'd be difficult to argue that he, you know, that he wasn't worth a lot more than that right now. I mean, if this was, mm. you know, if, if this summer was normal, you'd be looking at a 45, 50 million pound centre midfielder, in my opinion
0: yeah going to like a juventus or, or ac milan or something like that right you could you could definitely see that happening
1: yeah and you know no one came in for mustafi like he was a besiktas player potentially mm. last year i i know that people have got their take issue with mustafi but he has been excellent since arteta's come in and uh I, I, you know, he's a he's definitely worth more than thirty five million in the normal market, in my opinion. So it just goes to show you what confidence and 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 a structure that protects you can 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 do. And it does make you think. Wouldn't it have been great if uh, Arteta was here straight after Wenger? Yeah, you know, imagine how we would have spent that money.
0: Oh yeah, exactly. Um, and and you think you you probably even though he's done a good job with these players he probably wouldn't have wanted these players. Um, Who did we buy? Pepe, he wouldn't have gone for.
1: Torreira, no No way. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, Nick
1: Steiner, no way. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, no,
0: yeah. So, exactly. So, you look at at those kind of things. So, yeah, you're right. It works twofold. Um, The coaching, um, as one, you know, great coaching, elevates these players' price tags, put them in the shop window, sell them on. Um, although it now looks as well that Arteta kind of U-turns on quite a few people you know we had um, Holding more or less out the door you know it was reported by Onsen I'm sure um, he was off to Newcastle he, he said at the weekend no you're not going anywhere um, you know so on and so forth Mo El Nene Mo back I mean, in the
1: good graces I,
0: oh, god <laughs> who would have thought it, thought it? someone it? I saw it on Twitter I forgot it was I forgot the guy's name, but he called him the pyramid perlo. I thought that was hilarious. Um so yeah, he's you know running the midfield. Um he is always, well not always, let's say under Arteta from from what we've seen in, in Community Shield and such, um, is just got that seven out of ten, seven and a half out of ten, just really, really doesn't do anything kind of spectacular. Um but really just keeps keeps it ticking over. Um, Really well disciplined. um, And him and Xhaka work really well together. And I wonder if how fit Sabayos is versus um, it being a a choice that he just wanted to make at that moment in time, if you see what I mean. Um, So again, that's another, maybe a good battle. I mean, I think in the long run, Sabayos, and hopefully another midfielder that we bring in win out that battle. But I mean, it's great to see for now, isn't it? Like beating these teams, these teams that we couldn't beat. And We've got Moeneni in there um, pulling the strings.
1: Yeah, it's um, it's certainly interesting. I, I also think the you know the, the other bonus that you get with Moeneni is he's, um, he's he's quite an imposing figure, you know, and he's actually mm. he's, he's he's actually deceptively fast and mm-hmm, i mm-hmm. think you you need to have that next to jacker uh, who who lacks who lacks mobility but um yeah M- M- Mo neni just a, an engine and i think the, one of the one of the things that everybody was very excited about when neni started i'm sure there were stats during the rounds that he's one of he was one of the fittest players when he was in switzerland you know covered wow. covered covered a covered a lot of ground like a real powerhouse of a, of an engine but yeah he you you you're you're absolutely right he just does everything like very simply and very well. And he's, it's he's always got the bo- the ball moving, you know, it doesn't have the flair yeah. of Rasitsky, but you know, Rasitsky always, always, you know, recycling the ball, like working it forward, like positive player.
0: Yeah, it, exactly. Um And, you know, it, you know, I think he's probably not the player you would want in there. If you've got a deep block and, you know, whatever, but you know, as we're kind of picking off hopefully the Fulhams of the league and you know the rest of it he's maybe a player you want in there that's nice and busy um, and keeps the ball moving it's great and he's done it against Liverpool as well you know so it's not like it's uh, um he can only do it against the, the smaller team so who knows what Arteta's got in store for him Um and I think that's a theme we'll have to look out for as we uh, as we get used to being under Arteta's reign because I think players which we may be quick to sell ourselves, you know, if we were sporting directors and, and the like, um, he might just want to hang on to. And again, long-term vision versus short-term, what can we do now? Maybe it's it's not the right thing, but hey, let's enjoy it while it while we can.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, it's not it's not like Manchester City. Don't have a history of you know keeping players around where you're a little bit like well, oh, I wonder what's going on there. Um, you know, Fabian Delph had a bit of a yeah. rebirth um under yeah. under Arteta. Like he was out the door and then they found a, I think he played at left back for a little bit, right?
0: He did. He did the the old um uh, false fullback, inverted fullback type thing, didn't he? Um and found himself central midfield, like maybe the sixth when they had the ball and all that kind of stuff. So um yeah. Yeah, you're right. That's, that's a very good shout, actually.
1: Chameleonic wow. players, as Pirlo would call them. what What's that? I read that a, a Pirlo said that he wanted chameleonic players.
0: Ah, oh, wow. So, that's uh, the Unai Emery-ism.
1: Yeah. Oh, God, wow. Did you see Unai Emery's um, Villareal getting absolutely rinsed through midfield? <laughs> oh, like, Did you see the video?
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw the video. Uh, someone said, oh, Emery Ball. How I miss it or something um, ironic, but um, yeah, they they got they got they got cut through, didn't they? Um yeah.
1: I think they got a draw yeah. in the end. I think they got a draw, oh, right. which is like a as somebody, as somebody said, like a win for Emory, well, a win for Emory, Cl- clutching yeah. clutching yeah. a draw from the clutching a draw exactly. from the jaws of victory. Exactly. He made he made a two two
0: um, changes at half a bit of a panic, and then you know, managed to snatch the game back as he would do. Very often, at Arsenal.
1: Yeah. So, <laughs> back on to um, um What do you um? What do you, what do you think that this is this is going to say? to so, you know, how, how do you what? How, how do you rank the re-signing of Aubameyang over the last twenty years? What would you you know? How oh, yeah. how relevant is this going forward? Because we've had a lot of like exciting signings, re-signings people that have left like where like how how, what what, how meteoric do you think that this is oh mate
0: good question i i I put that up i'm struggling it is definitely recency bias but i'm struggling to think at a time when we needed it this much at a time where we were actually fairly good you know because i feel like With um, with Omri leaving when he could have signed, it was kind of like he wanted to take us to the new stadium and uh, he wanted to do that. And I think Wenger was starting to go into like the English core and doing stuff like that. So it kind of felt like we were kind of going in a new direction. Um, But I feel like Aubameyang staying really is A, just super intent from Arsenal, um putting the money down, giving them the length of contract, and I guess as well doing it with relatively no fuss. There was never too much of a frenzy, correct me if I'm wrong, of him really leaving. You, do you know? I just always a bit of
1: felt a bad like... body language after the FA Cup final. But it wasn't even that bad. It was just a bit you know indecisive.
0: Yeah, it was just a bit indecisive, wasn't it? He kinda of said, Oh, we'll talk about that later. Um, and I think Rio was like, oh, he's gone. But even then, I kind of just felt like, yeah, he just won the FA Cup. He just kind of dug us out of two massive holes in the semi-final and the final. He probably, if anything, was maybe raising his stock, you know, just playing it a bit smart. Just, um, you know, he had a few options if if the reports are to be believed. So um, I, I rank it really, really highly with what we need to do this season Uh, where we're kind of going the importance of him in that as well Um, I couldn't couldn't name uh, a bigger one you know I think if we could have made um, Sanchez actually give a shit I think signing him would have been pretty high up there but I can't I can't think of one What, what
1: about you? Well I, like on, on the surface the initial feeling was maybe like um, Thierry Henry saying that he was going to sign on after the Champions League final defeat yeah. like the initial feeling but actually there wasn't there wasn't a lot similar after because we knew that that was going to be you know the destruction of a team and that we were going to start again um yeah. I I think it's a, and just because um I'm into the hyperbole but I think it's. I think that this this is like a, a bit of a burkamp moment, um, no. because we've got, um, you know, we've been in a bit of a mess. We've had a few bad seasons. You know, we're off the. Um, we're, we've got a lot of potential in the squad, and everything feels like it's on the cusp of something great. And I think if if he hadn't have signed. It wouldn't have it, it wouldn't have sent those messages of intent out to the rest of Europe. Mm. You know, if 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 Aubameyang leaves, it doesn't matter how good the coach is, it doesn't matter how mm-hmm. good the young players are. It's going to be a slog. But I think his his uh, signal that you know this is a project that I love um, says a lot about the coach, says a lot about the ambition of Arsenal. And my my hope, and I know that you were tweeting this earlier, but what does this lead to? You know, does yeah. this is does this lead to Owah? Um, does this lead to Thomas Party? Does this lead to um, you know a speeding up of the process? Because if we sign those two players um, by the, the when the transfer uh, ends on October fifth or sixth, you've you've got a Champions League qualifying team. And, Absolutely, and potentially, if everything goes well, you've got a side that can compete for the Premier League the season after. In my opinion, yeah.
0: Absolutely. You're not far off, right? Yeah, you're not far off at all. You're you're absolutely right. And you'd have to think as well. I was chatting to uh, some of my mates who who played the game and stuff, and they said, um, uh, just anecdotally, you know, obviously the money is very important and he is his last probably big contract, etc. But as a player, if you're like the one in the team, you also are, you know, I've heard this said a lot, but you also are having. Chats with the manager around what's the vision? Who else is coming in? What are we doing? You know, um, if I'm going to, you know, I could go to Barcelona and play with this person and that person, or, you know, whoever else, if think Inter was in for him. I'm sure they had a big, you know, uh, PowerPoint presentation to, to show him what their vision is. So it, it does also kind of, for me, signal that he must know, you know, there's some good things happening, the club are moving in the right direction, um things are, are 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 looking good for Arsenal. So there's also that kind of aspect for for it as well. And I think that's super exciting. Um I guess in the same way as Bergkamp coming and kind of showed Europe, oh well, Arsenal must have are gonna be building a team around this guy and, you know, and, and all the things that you need to do to kind of show all those talents off. So um I must admit, this is where I must say as well, I at one point in the last season, I did, if my kind of farce to be, you know, in Eddie's position, say that I would probably have sold Aubameyang. Yeah, said the so same. I so, yeah, I've got to put that out there, because I'm sure someone might dig up a tweet or something that I've done before and be like, oh, are you just saying... But, you know, full disclosure, I uh, I probably would have of tried to, to cash in on him, Um but hey, I'm 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 wrong.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I would have done the same. I would have I would have got rid of all the senior players. I would have ripped it down. I would have started again and tried to become um, a Dortmund plus. Um, you know, just sniff out the players that Dortmund, Leipzig, and Leo are looking after, are looking out for, mm. and then build the team mm. up that way. But I, you know, I, I actually quite like the way. Uh, Arteta doing it because he's not saying I only want to sign senior players. He's saying that to get the best out of the junior players, you have to have um, leaders in the squad that they look up yeah. to. And I feel like Willian is, um, you know, lead by example kind of guy. David Luiz seems really involved and um, Aubameyang just, you know, for someone that was, you know, Manchester City didn't go for him because of his um, reported attitude for um to see a player smile all the time, never never sulks. You never see the Thierry Henry glare. I'm I'm mm-hmm. game for it, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And it's funny. He did. I saw an interview or something where um, someone talked to, to him about it, to Mbang about that, and he sort of said, "Oh, well, you know, I admit at, at Dortmund that was after you know I said to them I want to go. They didn't let me go. There was clubs interested. So he's like, yeah, I lost my my focus a bit, but.'" You know, when I'm focused, I'm focused. I'm here, I'm in it, and I'm happy. And you can see that, can't you? So, uh, you know, if you uh, were literally trained to your desk at work, I'm sure you would um, throw a bit of attention as well. So, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's quite the same. We have, you know, players that have played so much money, but um, you can see what he, he's up to when he's super happy. So, you know, we're 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 lucky to have
1: him. Yeah, we are, and um, it's it. it... It's a it's a great day for Arsenal. And actually, when you were talking about um, when you were talking about players wanting to know what the vision is, who the players um, are that are going to be signed, um, it did. You know, I I had been told um, we know publicly that Cesc wanted to know who Arsenal were going to sign, and he was recommending players. And I also was told um, by a few people that Robin van Persie did the same. He used to. scout players he used to go into arsene wenger and tell him that you know he'd been away with the dutch camp and that he he'd convinced someone to sign for arsenal so i think that the the big players you know players obviously recognize what they need in a squad and some of the rumors earlier in the summer were obama young isn't going to sign until he knows what you know who, who the arsenal are going to reinforce and that he's got an opportunity to win big trophies so that's got to be um that's got to be a big confidence boost to fans sending DMs to Awara and Thomas Partey's sister. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, DJ. yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. And uh, it's evident as well
0: because you, yeah, you got um, was it? it was um, Gabriel saying you know people were tracking him down. So yeah, got to love it.
1: So what do you think about, um, so uh, question, I mean, it's clear that the the two positions that we're going for is um, um, an athletic technical six, the, you know, has the ability to play in a um, a high press system and that we're going for a um, a technical mobile eight um, that can play balls into that final third. And I started, someone said, what's your ideal formation? And like, who who drops out of the team for party, and how do you fit Awa into the side when you've got we feel fairly well stocked in the centre of the park, and Awa's favoured position for being you know more devastating is is actually out on the left. Like, what do you how do you see how do you see those two signings integrating? Are we changing formation or are we dropping people out?
0: Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. I think. Um, I I must say, I really, you know, there's this whole kind of thing around free at the back is inherently defensive and such and such. I think the way Arteta's doing it, and I think um, Brighton do it a little bit as well, um, it's great. And I think that really kind of hides some people, makes the most of some people. Um, We've got a really rock-solid, reliable kind of, I guess, square, if you like, of the two centre-backs and um whoever they may be at the time it was it was holding on gabriel on, on Saturday uh and then you've got Daraka and El and Elneny. um and that's very solid and reliable and I think I think of a coach like Arteta who'd probably do something super crazy with um a war and party coming in. I think he'd probably go free in midfield. Um so doing a four three, four, three, three. Um, I was looking at actually uh, uh, Bielsa's tactics and how he plays 3 3 1 3. Um, they're a bit crazy. There's a lot there. It's literally, you know, lose the ball, 10 men, go get it back, and then we'll figure it all out later. Um, <laughs> it, is, it is, as Klopp would say, the rock star kind of football. Um, but I think, you know, there's so many different uh, variations, but I think. Uh, something akin akin to a four three three I think that would probably work really well I think a while I kind of would let like you say play eight I saw online people talking about ten but i think i think in, the other thing as well in, in coaching circles and when I've been on my courses and stuff a lot of the time now people are referring to roles a lot more than maybe positions so maybe how maybe you and I will be like you know a six and an eight and a this. Um, you're an eight when the ball is on the left side of the pitch and when uh, Aubameyang is on the left half space, but you are a six when uh, the opposition have the ball um, on the halfway line and we're in. you know, that kind of thing. So um, it's more about kind of what your skill set can do. So as you earlier said, you know, you've got athletic, technical um, and probably tactical understanding of the game um, and be able to read things quickly so when X is doing X, you are in position Y um, instead of, oh you know, we're going to play like this the whole time Um, so I can only imagine Arteta has some super crazy um, you know, football manager esque kind of uh, formation up his sleeve Um, and and I wouldn't like to second guess him because I never saw this this version of the 5-2-3 coming, or whatever, whatever you want to call it.
1: It's quite interesting. Someone was saying, uh, to, I don't know if it was on Twitter or somewhere. Someone was saying to me, you know, football, f- football is a is a simple game and coaching is simple. It is not. <laughs> the, what, yeah. it, like what what the these guys, you know like uh, you you I can't remember. I don't know how you pronounce, pronounce the German website where. Uh, Rene Marich used to post his blogs before Yeah, he got picked yeah, yeah. Up. Um, Those are yeah. dense oh, dense blogs. Oh man. I mean it's yeah. the 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 coaches in their own little you know in their own little staff rooms when they're talking about it. It's amazing how they take these complex ideas and explain them to athletes because you know even just the you know the that sort of cognitive approach the Arteta has been talking about that. Like, you know, everybody sort of just n- like automatically knows the patterns that are happening on the pitch. That very basic playing out the back. I mean, it 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 looks simple, but it's actually quite a complex technical move. The way that they shift the ball up the pitch and they get the overload. Um, and if you think that that's just the start and where Arteta wants to take the football, these guys have got to have a lot of things going on in their heads, right? Oh, Concentration has got to be unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. Um, and I uh, I heard this thing around um, footballers, you know, I think they they play FIFA in um, in the in the hotels, whatever, the night before games. Um, and and I heard in some circles that they're trying to kind of they can't ban players, I guess, but trying to ease players away from doing that because it it messes with their cognitive approach to playing football. They really? all sudden think yeah 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 because it's like they all sudden think. You know they can squeeze a twenty-yard pass between the lines. You know, sing it into someone. They might be able to, but it messes with the cognitive approach that they've spent all week doing. And then they go and play FIFA and they do something amazing. And you know, it messes with decision making. So that's something that I've I've heard. I don't know how far they can they can take that, but you're absolutely right. This idea that there is a lot of things happening and you need to be able to slow the game down a little bit and pick. The right thing at the right time, and more often than not, you know, yeah, football is a simple game, but <laughs> at the at any one time, there is one or two right things to do, <laughs> and Arteta will will definitely know that. And I think not having the fans in the stadium, you can hear him screaming and shouting at everyone in all of these different languages because he's he's tapped into the mainframe. He knows you have the ball. This person is there. Do this. Hold it. Um, he shouts out a lot. He shouts. You know, in the in the build-up to um, the 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 wonder the goal against Fulham, when Laka drops deep together, he's saying to Laka, "Hold it, hold it, hold it." Um, so you know, he's very aware that Laka needs to hold it, probably because um, there's there's a run coming from um, Bellerin down that side. It happens to just break, but you know, like it, there's a, there's a million and one things going on, so um, it, it's super fascinating. Um, so uh, yeah, like I said, back to the original point, I I wouldn't. Be able to kind of second guess Arteta and, and what he's trying to do, but uh, it is probably a, akin to a four-three-three, um, uh, and you know, like you say, pace, power, technical ability to kind of do whatever you, the 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 pitch asks of you at any one time, no matter what um, quote-unquote position you find yourself in.
1: So, what did you think of the um? What did you think of the new coaches? They look like children.
0: yeah Uh, they're uh they're like 25 and 26 or something can't they um yeah but they look like young
1: they look like very young 25 26 year olds don't they absolutely
0: um i think it's great i think uh it's obviously um deliberate um they've obviously got you know I, i said before about um players playing fifa and coming up with wild ideas they look like they've invented football manager and they just (laughs) kind of like tapped into that mainframe. you know, um, I'm, I'm quite excited about it. I think, uh, it's interesting because, uh, you know, Arteta has moved into this first team manager role and I think he is something that he's obviously been doing previously. Um, but he, maybe with that maybe now comes a little bit more responsibility maybe there's a few more meetings and a few more pieces you need to be involved in so i wonder you know how the kind of uh resources are divvied up on a kind of day-to-day it kind of very much feels like he's got steve uh at round and albert i can never say his surname but the
1: don't even albert. try it i can't spell it either
0: yeah right albert s He's got steve and, and albert s and they're like obviously a lot older, more senior, a lot more experienced than the, the other guys that have been brought in. Um, so I wonder if there's like a mini dynamic going on there where uh, Steve and Albert kind of, you know, do more of that kind of bits and pieces while Arteta hops between head coach responsibilities and kind of manager responsibilities. Um, but I really do like the fact, I think it's... Um, uh, is it um, uh Marcus Molina is it Marcus Molina yeah yeah he's he's touted as a individual development coach um and I saw on uh on a website that I follow that I think it's Stoke or Sunderland were looking for individual development coaches as well so I had a look at kind of what that meant in football circles and it's you know all about working with personal like development of, of footballers um working on uh, this this job description had set pieces in there um I, you know we've got our own set piece guy now um but it's very much focused on working on one to one with players on skill development um which is a fascinating thing we spoke about before and um when we spoke a couple of weeks back about um kind of uh, positional coaches. Uh, I had a very good conversation with, uh, Dan Ashworth, actually, who's the technical, technical director at Brighton. Um, and he was talking about innovations in the league. And one of the things he said was, uh, two years ago, there was a, a league meeting and, uh, you know, he was having a conversation with other head coaches and technical directors at the time. And they sort of said, you know, we're going to explore this, um, uh, individual coach kind of method um, and he said the 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 rhetoric from the other teams in the league were you know oh that's rubbish it's too many voices in the in the coach's ear it's um you know it, it, it can't work there needs to be one voice and one clear person etc um and you know he went off and implemented it uh, in his Brighton team um and uh, it looks like it's paying dividends and it looks like the way everything's going so I think that's great um, on, on his side. And then also the set-piece coach as well. I mean, I don't know if he had anything to Georgeson, do with... Georgeson, right? Georgeson, that's the guy, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he had anything to do with our, our goal from a set-piece, but um, I mean, I don't think so. It was quite basic. Was, right? there was no <laughs> runs, <laughs> really hit, hit the big lad. Yeah, hit the big man, target man. Imagine that, you, uh, you bring this guy in and he goes, well, well guys, what we're going to do is just hit our six-foot-three centre-back and... He's gonna bounce it off his shoulder and it's gonna go in, and that's uh, that's where I earn my money. Um, but uh, no, I think uh, that's also that's also great, um, and 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 I really like the fact that, like I said, I said before, but they're all really young, and that just feels like a super exciting way to go. The, I mean, the club is all really young now, isn't it? With uh, kind of Raúl leaving, and uh, you know, uh, Ken Fryer leaving, and it's all kind of. The age profile is is dramatically dramatically uh, decreased.
1: So Tim Lewis, um, fifty six. Edu, forty two. Yeah, Our I, I is thirty nine. Yeah, that, insane. So I, I, somebody did. Um, somebody sent me, uh, uh, you know, like the back of an envelope um, scale out of the average ages of the you know the technical team and the exec team now, and I, I'm sure it, it, we, it, we've gone from like fifty six to thirty nine. That's insane, isn't it? Wow. I mean, is it really, really young? I mean, to have a CEO of um, of a club that's barely forty years old is is yeah. quite incredible. But and th- that can go either really well or really badly. But I feel like um, Arteta's got a nice balance in the technical department. I think that um, I think they having like some young upstart coaches hungry to impress. Um, having a, a you know, we've already got a lot of good technical people at Arsenal, but it, I, I, as much as you know, I've got question marks over Edu. I did like the you know he's saying, "I want a small team. I want to hear what everybody's got to say." Sounded like you know he's empowering people to come up with ideas that will be implemented if they're good ideas. And I don't think mm. you, I don't think you got that under Arsene Wenger. I know you didn't get that under Arsene Wenger.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, such a good point. Um, but then I think kind of like as we was touching on over 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 text as well. So you've got the young exciting they're innovative they've got lots of ideas um and Eddie wants to hear them out but i think that's kind of got him uh, a step half a step down or like a a tiny bit of a job demotion at the same time um maybe Alteza has so many good ideas that it's um he's he's got a bit of a job share with, with Eddie now so um it's an interesting one and I've touched on it a few times in this conversation but I just wonder how uh, good Edu is how forward focused he is um, you know if we do kind of do something amazing in the next couple of years and we get to a semi-final final of, of the uh, Champions League and we're in and amongst the top one and two in the league and we win another FA Cup or you know hopefully we win the Europa League this year as well that's well on the cards as well
1: yeah Um, yeah very true
0: if if we if we if we do that then you know lots of big clubs are going to be sniffing around um, Arteta Um, does he stay does he go does he uh, you know he's obviously very driven for success if he goes does Edu have that source to kind of uh, keep that keep what we've got going that good thing going Um, does he take these young coaches with him um, you know, it's uh it all feels like it's coming from Arteta, which at the moment is great, you know, absolutely. I'm I'm happy for him. I think that's the the right thing to do. I just think uh do we end up a little bit like um uh you know, lost in lost in it all in, in seven, eight years time when uh we, we don't have uh, our, our boy Wonder anymore. So
1: You can't so. wrap your you can't you can't wrap your your the vision of your club up in a in a in a in a lead singer of a of a rock band, yeah. you know, and because the, yeah. the rock band can always go and tour somewhere else, and I think um, exactly, and I wonder whether it's um, you know, I obviously don't want to speak ill of somebody that's trying to do a good job, but you do wonder whether that sort of equalising of positions is. Let's see how it goes in the next year, and then you know, make a change if um, if it's not quite right, because if um, like a power share is never a good idea. I wouldn't have, I, I wouldn't have given Arteta, um, you know, um, more responsibility, and I certainly wouldn't have given him technical. I, I wouldn't have given him um, an equal. I think you said it. The, you know, give, put him on the same line as a technical director. The technical mm. director is supposed to be able to fire the manager. So yeah, uh, I don't yeah. know how yeah. we've gone exactly. It doesn't look like a it, strong leadership um, decision from Vinai.
0: No. Um or, or like you said, maybe it is because maybe like you say he's even he's watching it closely and
1: maybe he's you know, got a long term may, maybe
0: maybe he's got a long term plan. Um but I, I do see, you know, there is for Edu's kind of skill sets, I think he was the administrator at the Brazil national team, wasn't he? So um for his skill sets and kind of what he what he is talking about and what he wants to offer, I think there's definitely um a role for him. But whether it's the, uh, I mean, me and you are pretty geeky about this sort of stuff. So, you know, maybe other people are like, shut up, you two. But, um, you know, uh, the, the technical director of our dreams who's like marching forward and taking the club in a good direction and has, you know, is going to stay for the next 15 years and, you know, rebuild a team after rebuild a team and look after our next spend and, uh, you know, bring in like, uh, you know, uh, some crazy IT levels of uh, innovation to um our training or what have you. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know if that's the one. We all got really excited when Arteta came in and asked for drones, didn't we? And uh, that <laughs> <Yeah>. should be <laughs> that should be basic. So <laughs> I don't know.
1: Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's like, it would be interesting, and ho- hopefully, um, hopefully it works out. I, you know, what I'd heard of. Um, edu is that there's you know specific things that he likes being involved in um Mm. and he is a bit of um you know a bit of a background character but you know it it sounds like the the youth team has been set up nicely with per mertesaka arteta uh, um arteta's at the club because edu fell in love with him when they met at his house and you know there must have been some force of personality there because i'm pretty sure that don raul um was you know had had preferences over whatever Kia was offering, which were you know i believe was Pereira mendes was probably offering nuno so at least yeah. uh, the you know we've got a good framework to move forward with um i think you know the we're worrying about what's going to happen in five years. Like, um, we should really yeah, yeah. be focused on what's happening this season. And it, so, exactly talking to, talking of to which, I mean, we've got we've got about thirteen minutes to crack on. But would you um, what did you make of the the football from the rivals over the weekend? We saw Spurs, Everton, Chelsea, Wolves. What did you think?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought I thought I fought Tottenham. I did. I watched that. That was that was a great match. I think uh, you got Mourinho uh, bemoaning. Uh, a lazy press or a lazy front line or whatever it is, however we put it. Um, I think that's great. I think uh, just on while we're on Tottenham, I guess, you know, we always want them to lose, but I kind of want them to be a bit miserable for just, you know, uh, maybe the whole season. The whole season's great before they uh, fire um, Mourinho and send him packing. But um, hopefully, you know, uh, they can they can continue to, to suffer a little bit, um, but that was good. I thought Everton looked looked quite good. They've kind of reworked their their midfield. Um, Hammers looked he, good. He looked really good, didn't he? Um, yeah. We didn't want to. Well, I didn't want Arsenal to touch him with a barge pole, but I still necessarily wouldn't. But uh, he he did look he did look really good. I think the He'd be
1: a bit won't
0: he? Yeah, exactly. In and out. I think the stat. The stat was their most assists on his debut since Sanchez, maybe uh, Alexis Sanchez. So, um, yeah, good game. Um, that Alan looks great, to be honest, as well. Um, I like what he what he had to offer. Um, so that'll be interesting how how they kind of get on there. Um, who else was there at the weekend? Um,
1: uh, well, we- West Ham. Uh, shambles are, yeah. beaten by Newcastle yeah. that's great news hopefully they, they, yeah. they're they still feeling a lot of hatred towards the ownership um, come this weekend well yeah well this is the thing and,
0: and, and going back a bit to just the Arsenal in general we used to always give those kind of teams hope that would be in shambles and disarray and the fans would be writing and they would come to the Emirates and they would bop us 3-1 or something and would kickstart their season you know so um, we've got them next weekend, so I hope we can, you know, as we did with Fulham, just really tidily dismantle them and, and look to uh, kind of the tougher fixtures coming up. We've got Liverpool, uh, Leicester, uh, Man City, and stuff. Sheffield United. Weeks, so Sheffield United, exactly. So yeah, we we we've got those guys to contend with. Um, I think Castlewall's game actually, um, but they they won't finish them they?
1: inside six minutes. Finished them oh, in uh, six yeah. minutes. Hit, hit an MF brilliant goal, and then um, did I? I caught the uh, the Liverpool game. Leeds were unlucky. Oh and yeah, Liverpool that. looked yeah, vulnerable. Liverpool, so. Liverpool looked vulnerable for the it, second game.
0: But how 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 good a how good a Leeds? I think they're going to be great. This this uh, they're going to be great. This, uh, have you seen the Leeds documentary? Uh, we'll probably come into the Tottenham one in a minute. But did you? Uh,
1: I haven't had a look did, at it yet. Is it worth a, uh, worth a look?
0: Yeah yeah yeah. It's the season before they got promoted. Um, but well worth a look. I, I kind of fell in love with them, um, from, from watching that and then knowing a bit about Bielsa before he came to, to England as well. Um, yeah, well worth a look. Uh, um, it's quite good. It, 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 and again, like we, we love our, uh, technical technical directors in the hierarchy. Victor Alter, uh, uh Who's the TD over at Leeds? He comes across really well, and it's quite a good insight into what his visions are and stuff. Um, and a really good example of how the kind of technical director and head coach kind of dynamic works as well. Um, so, so yeah, I'd recommend that to anyone. Anyone listening?
1: So, um, and and then we had a uh, then we had Chelsea yesterday. Brighton looked like a very they, well coached oh. team. Chelsea did not look like a very well coached team, despite winning three one.
0: Uh, again really really lucky. Uh, and again, again, it kinda of similar to my, my hopes on Tottenham. I, I want kind of Frank to pilfer along, help help they suffer just a little bit, um, with all that money spent. Um, but I mean Abramovich will just pull the trigger the minute he sniffs that that's not going well, won't he? So um I think Tottenham will hang on a bit more but uh at Chelsea you've got no chance, especially with that money being spent. Um, but I tell you who who I really thought looked good in that Brighton game is that left back, uh, Lam- Lamberti, Lam-
1: Lam- Lamberti, ex-Chelsea.
0: oh yeah, he looked he looked phenomenal. Um, I'm 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 having him. Uh, so see how he kind of goes on for the rest of the season. Um, but Brighton Brighton looked good. Looked like how they like start, they started off. How they ended last season a little bit. Um, I think they beat us twice, didn't they? So. Um, yeah. not, an easy, not they really not lack an easy a, game.
1: They, they need they need um they need a striker, don't they they yeah. like, i feel like they do so much good movement moving the ball out of the back um like some brilliant passing that they quite often dominate um possession, but they just don't have um a dominant striker or a or a real target man, and um' yeah, it looks like lots of number tens um yeah like, and uh, like what it? back in the day yeah, yeah exactly. And, uh,
0: yeah, Neil Mopé is uh, a useless guy on only 10 grand a week, so he
1: can't. Uh, yeah, exactly. Anyway. Had him. <laughs> he had his number.
0: Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. And also um, United lost to Villa. And uh, United is another one. You know, you sign a beloved player. Uh, it's always difficult to get rid of them. And you, you hope that United are just bad enough not to, you know, to give him another year.
0: Yeah, exactly. Again, I think, um, you know, Oli, uh, isn't, isn't up to much. You know, I, I mean, I'm in love with Arteta, aren't we all? But, um, I think Arteta has him for breakfast, lunch and dinner, kind of any day of the week when it comes to, to coaching. Um, they just don't look up to much. So, um, again, uh, you know, all that being said, Arsenal are going to win the league.
1: Yeah, I think we're I think we're on for it. So before we go, um uh I'm I'm addicted to the to the Spurs documentary and um uh it's it's kind of it, it feels like it was set up as a PR machine for Daniel Levy and also oh, it, the 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 uh, Jose Mourinho apology tour. And <laughs> yeah. I, I I just, you know, the it's so interesting. It's like you know, you, you listen to Mikel Arteta, and I know, I know that he's strict behind the scenes, but he's not bully. And yeah, um, you watch Mourinho, and you you know that he's trying to give his best. And then mm. you know, Serge Aurier's is uh, a uh, school for children with disabilities, and then he gets back in the change room, and Mourinho like balls him out in front of the whole team. Says he thinks he's going to make <laughs> yeah. a mistake. And you just yeah. watch that happen over and over again and you're like, man, like, it's it, that can't be an enjoyable environment to go in and play, play your best football.
0: Oh, absolutely not, you know. And, uh, yeah, so 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 there's that, having the Sergio in front of everyone. Again, Um, kind of, I'm on my coaching badges and I'm doing all this kind of thing and one of the big things is communication. So, if you're, you know, telling your players, you know, and you're communicating with them, you don't say things like, I'm scared of you. You're going to give away a penalty. Now he, all he's thinking about is, oh shit, I need to be really careful. I'm in the box. I don't want to give away a penalty. By the way, blah. He's thinking immediately negative thoughts as a way of kind of wording that, you know, kind of doing that. But that's a old school Mourinho, I'm saying this, now you better prove me wrong, is kind of what he means. He gave um, Joe Cole that and treatment,
1: it, didn't he? Back in the day after a really great yeah. performance against Liverpool, said that he was terrible defensively
0: yeah exactly um and you know again it might work with some people but you, you you've definitely got to be careful um and then the other thing i really noticed and i know it's cut out so like a lot of technical things are missing so you'll notice they'll go into um technical briefings and it, they kind of cut to the chase and then it'll cut away again and then it's like come on boys well done um But when they're in the changing room and you've got, uh, you know, Mourinho gives his talk, you've got to do this better, do that better. And then Harry Kane gets up and he's like, right, let's, we fucking, we got, let's, (laughs) It's so bad, isn't it? (laughs) It's It's so bad. All right, Captain, like, that is useless. I don't want to be hearing that from you. Um, Unless we're in a Sunday league and I'm, you know, drunk from the night before, you know, you'd think you'd have a lot more to kind of offer than that. So that's pretty hilarious. Um and yeah, I love what you said there. It's it is the Daniel Levy uh PR um uh yeah, PR spinner, isn't I'm it? Just a nice um,
1: guy. I'm misunderstood. Um I'm, Yeah, just a nice guy. I just, you know, um care so
0: much for the club, but uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um so that that's that's super interesting. Uh, and the Danny Rose thing as well. We can't leave without talking about that. Um, yeah to how, t-
1: to take his squad number away without telling him is just it, it's unnecessarily cruel isn't it
0: Yeah yeah exactly apparently he didn't he didn't know until a mate rang him and cuz he saw it on TV saying oh what's your number for the season you, you, you know he, he didn't even know um
1: And you, you uh, know like the, the, the the um I read, I, read a, I love building cultures um you know I work in advertising which is a uh, you know, like you, it's a it's a creative endeavor, and there are a lot of parallels with sport. Um, yeah, and you know, one of the, whenever you read a book about building a, a great creative culture, and I do consider football a creative culture. Um, it, like you have to you have to treat people fairly because it's not just about the person that you're treating unfairly; it's about what everybody else perceives. Absolutely. And, like I just can't believe that all these footballers that have played with you know Rose over the years don't look at that and go wow that that could be me that could be yeah. me in 3 months like what well, you know yeah. it's just those little percentage points where you're like i don't trust the leadership here uh, uh,
0: absolutely um and i think like you said you're you, you're building that culture um and he's got you know uh, he's got uh, inter squad friendly 11 versus 11 um, I don't know if you've seen that one and they're kicking each other, they're absolutely kicking each other up in the air. I think, uh, Son gets injured because Oak tries to kill him basically. Um, uh, and Mourinho basically goes into the physio room and he's like laughing away and he's going, ah, come on, Sonny, we take painkillers, we've got a game tomorrow, like tweet this one and say so you got injured in, in, um, in a, in a, in, a, in training. Um, and you think, and in the physios, while they're watching, so just before this, they're watching the, the game outside, uh, and the song's on the floor, and the game stopped. And one of the physio, one of the head physio, one of the head medical team goes, Oh, the gaffer's set this up, though, hasn't he? And then the other one's gone, well, Yeah, yeah, of course he has. And it's that, that as well, like you're willing to risk your players kicking your at the yeah, it's yeah. Mad. a minute ago, you were bemoaning that you weren't in the team because he fractured his elbow and, you know, it's all gone to shit for you. And then the next minute, you're rowling everyone up to keep each other up in the air and laughing about it. It's like, like you say, surely you look at that and go, hang on a minute, this, <laughs> this guy good. is not, this isn't good. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to risk my career because he's got an ego. Um, so, yeah. Really, really, uh, fascinating though. And I, I've binge watched it every, every, every Monday when it, when it's come out. I've, I've made sure I've watched it in the next couple of days. Um, and a really good insight into Corona times as well. It'd be the last thing i would say on that. It yeah. was, um, it's a, it really gives you an insight into kind of how they dealt with that and, uh, the kind of genuine fear and stuff as well, which I was quite surprised, um, of, of the players. They were all, and again, this is what makes you slightly, kind of, maybe like Tottenham a bit. I'm sorry, <laughs> but it kind of makes you endear to them just a little bit because you think, oh, you know, yeah, they're not actually that bad. And then you go, oh no, wait, no, they can't. So, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> they're uh, yeah, I totally agree. It's um, a lot of insight into um, footballers being just players, and also uh, I think you're getting a, a little preview into why things are not going to go well for Mourinho this season.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um but like I said hopefully they keep him on just long enough so we can see them implode a little bit Um yeah. and he keeps calling plays fat and all that yeah Love I just that.
1: want it to be lukewarm at Spurs just to see. yeah yeah just yeah. in the mix bubble, but not quite bubble, in the mix yeah bubbling over
0: um, but we'll see we'll see I don't know uh, I, I think it's just kind of like with the whole how um we had uh, you know like the big fans and the, uh you know all those kind of managers that kind of got pushed out of the game a little bit. I think uh, Mourinho, maybe, maybe on his way out, he's, he's run out of ideas.
1: I agree. Right, I actually have to jump to a meeting now. Um, no. Dom, a pleasure um, having you on um, again. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, Interesting chat. Um, let's, uh, let's regroup in a couple of weeks and, uh, and, and see where we are. Um, enjoy the game wherever you're watching it this weekend.
0: Uh, I will do. I probably it's Saturday night. I don't know. We're just at home, to be honest. Um, we're not allowed out like, groups of six or whatever now, are we? So we've got all that.
1: Unless you're going that's grouse it. hunting.
0: That's that's the one, isn't it? Get out grouse hunting with, that, with, uh, so with your phone on we'll, we'll
1: we'll you. Watch it. <laughs> 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 I love it. Great stuff. All right, appreciate speaking to you. If you're listening to the podcast, but, um, share with your friends and family um, and leave a five star review. And uh, on that note, out for now.
0: See you guys.
1: Streaming, the biggest sports and live events on the planet, from Super Bowl 56 what a to complete coverage of the Winter Olympics, streaming every event, every day. Yeah. It's all the unprecedented, United States, gold, unstoppable, sensational, unbelievable sports to love. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com.